Welcome to Temple Talk. It's Temple Talk with your host, Jack and Lee, about to talk your asses off about the motherfucking league. Power rank is game of the week. Power tanking, how they lead their sheets. Have one word bias and repeats. It's Temple Talk with Jack and Lee. Download and enjoy, or just delete. Well, 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 look who it is. Lee and Jack back at it for our first off-season pod. Throughout the off-season, we'll have a couple pods dropping to keep the wheels of bureaucracy turning on various things in the league and do some fun stuff along the way. Uh, This week, our goodies are review of the survey sent out regarding rules changes implemented this previous season. Yay! Yay! We're going to get the ball rolling on finding a new owner and, for some fun, some 2020 superlatives, which we are calling the... League of the, the Temple Awards. Temple Awards. <laughs> we just made it up. <laughs> Very clever, I know. But first, Jack. Uh, never oh, mind. No Malort this darn week. It. I know you guys all were, were waiting for it and we're hoping it, but we already emptied our bottles. I so. haven't had Malort in over a month. I haven't had Malort since whenever, <laughs> whenever I took the last one. I think my body deserves it. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, first is rules that rule. So we're going to go. I'm going to read. I sent out a survey at the end of the season talking about some of the rules changes we did. Uh, you guys replied. And so I'm going to go through them. Um, the first one is half point per first down. If you remember, we added that this year for just receptions and uh, running. So overall, um, it, it was a warm, warmly recepted. Uh, 57% said they loved Most it. Most of you loved it. Yeah. 57 said they loved it. Another one said they liked it, but it could use some tweaking. Another one said they disliked it. It needs some tweaking. And a, a seventh person said they had no opinion on the matter. And, and the important thing here is nobody said they hated it. Correct. That's the important yeah. thing here. So tweaks. Um, and you, Adam, we had you guys wrote stuff in, so I'll read that stuff off. Adam wrote in that he disliked it, but it needs some tweaking. He said, the reason I said it could use some tweaking is because I thought the purpose was to reward those hard-fought one to two yard first downs, not make this a full PPR league. He recognizes it's not, but it's it feels like a full PPR when so, I just even so catches a first down. Yeah, so I think what he's trying to get at is it should be point per first down for only running backs. That's yeah, rushing, rushing. Yep. That's what he's trying to get yep. at, which is a fair point. And I kind I of agree. No, if sleeper mm-hmm. allows that. Um, maybe they do, and we can we can we can talk about it later, and we can have it on the docket if yeah. that's what other people like. Yeah, I think it's a good suggestion, though. Adam. Yeah, I said I liked it, but can you some tweaking? I think my thoughts kind of echo this. Yep, that's Adam's fair. thoughts. And so one of the things that I had said that I was going to do some research, and on, he did it, folks. He followed I finally up. did. I looked at every single game out of 78 matchups that were less than 10 points because, I mean, if there were more than 10 points, it's probably, it. yeah, I didn't need to worry about it. And of 78 matchups, there was only one matchup that would have been different had points per first down were not a thing. Half point per first down was not a thing. And it did not have any playoff implication, implications at all. All it would have meant was Greg beat James Yes, his record so, would have been even better. Right, Greg's would have been better. <laughs> sure, Greg's probably like, oh, well, you know, uh, I want that for the record book. But, I'm surprised you didn't say so you hated it. It would have made a deal, make a difference, because Greg was still the number one seed, and James was still, you know, his record didn't make a difference. So, Yikes. calm down. 
she's calling James out there. Okay, next we had kicker misses, and I had a ter- that was a terrible title for it because it was we we reduced the penalty for kickers misses on long kicks. Seventy one percent said they loved it. Um, one person said they had no opinion on the matter, and one person said they hated it. Get rid of it. And that person was Seth, and he didn't write in why. Um, so we're only here guessing, and I don't know if he was just making a joke that he hates when kickers misses, which is fine. Fair. I don't know. He, he had Tyler have, Bass. Yeah, he did have Big Mouth yeah. Bass. So. Yeah. So maybe he was salty doing. because maybe Bass would have had more points. I don't yeah. Know, maybe, maybe, maybe would have caught up to young I was looking at a couple of the last weeks. I don't think it made a difference for him to win a couple of the last the playoff games. But I don't know, maybe. But, uh, I mean, I had some thoughts on this, and, and I said I loved it because I just – kickers to me – are you know kickers are what they are whether you delete the kicker position in general or you do something else usually kickers don't make a difference in your leagues Mm -hmm. and in the past it did and that was the reason why we had wanted to nerf it because it's like well why should a kicker you know when it's score 15 right why should kickers score 15 points so you know but but I mean, I think the kicker still does add a little bit of fun. I mean, we mm-hmm. had some, we had Young we had Billy Butt Sluts, and Billy we had Butt Kicker U, Georgia Southern. <laughs> we got Tyler Big Mouth Bass and Young, and Way. Young Way, your number one running uh, back. So my keeper, yeah, <laughs> keeper. Yeah, I agree. I I liked the change. Um, so I think we're just gonna stick with it. I don't unless Seth really wants to voice his opinion. Right. I mean, we had more yeah. than enough people say they loved it, so yeah. I don't see why it's something that we we put on the docket. Unless, Seth, if you have a strong opinion about it, feel free to let us know, and then we can consider that. Yeah. Yeah. Come with an idea. Come exactly. to the table with an idea. Okay. Our next rule was, I think, one of the more fun things. Um, also, the most dividing. Agree. Most dividing. Uh, playoff opponent selection. So, the higher seed in each of the rounds got to pick their opponent. 42% they loved it. 28% said they hated it, and 28% said they liked it, but it could use some tweaking. So who hated it was Greg and James, and I think it's funny because uh, Ironically. They, they were the two that were on the, the short end of the stick here because Greg made the wrong decision in round two and got buzzed by the boys. And his own fault. His own fault. And James was on the receiving end when the Rough Riders picked him and took him to town uh, without buying him dinner first. And and I guess I, I, I want to actually check that because – and I didn't do any research on this here, but uh, – Would James have won? So, so no. So Greg would have won. was the fourth seed. So if it was original, if it was regular, Greg would have beat Max. Yep. yep. So, so I understand where he's coming from, but, you know, then take the fourth seed then. Yeah. You know? So, um, but James on that end, I understand because he didn't have control over it, mm-hmm. you know, because he was the lower seed. But I mean, I, I get it, but I, I just, I mean, to me, I feel like it made a lot more fun. It added more entertainment. I love the call-ins. The call-ins. Yeah. So, I mean, it, we can, we can. Plus it gives a benefit to being the higher seed. Right. And that's what the point of this exactly. was. Yeah. Like, there's no, otherwise there's no difference between the two right. or a right. one Because seed. a hot team can come into the playoff and barely squeak in. And then it's like, well, I don't want to play the hot team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so you can pick, you have control. We can, again, just like the last thing, we can continue to discuss that if, if Greg and James are seriously like, do not want it, want it removed. We can talk to the rest yeah. of the league and see if we want to add it back onto the docket again. But yeah. Tweaks. I think uh, Sam and Seth said they would tweet. They liked it, but uh, could use some tweaking. I don't know if they were voting for the tweaking part or just the liking they it part. Liked it, they didn't yeah. Because I, I just don't. The only tweak I could see is like giving a little bit more time, which 
I don't know. Yeah, For, we, we wanted Ryan, it to be on the pod. Obviously, Ryan would. Yeah, yeah, we wanted it on the pod. That was the reason. So Ryan, I get it, but yeah. So I think what we're leaning towards is it sticking around unless like someone can give us a different opinion, like a different idea on how yep. to change it. Yeah. Um, okay. So next we had waiver timing. We switched it to six p.m. and this was to kind of uh, give you an hour and a half before those Thursday night games, right? Um, to make that final pickup. And yep. a lot of people said they had no opinion. Nobody uh, hated it once Nobody again, hated it. Good. Yeah. And then most the other people said they loved it. And I said it could use some tweak. I don't remember why. I, I think, think you had said something about because of Sunday or I think was, I know what it was. It was Thursday night. It would be nice if Thursday night players would just kind of go to free agency after right. that six PM. But right, right, right. that would be something either we have to control. Yeah, or I don't we think just that's something. I don't think yeah. individually that that's not a platform yeah. sleeper ability. Right, exactly. So I think it's just sticking the way it is. Um, and then the last one was removing twenty-four hour player lock after being dropped. Uh, loved it. Twenty-eight percent, fourteen percent said they liked it. Could use some tweaking. I, that was me again. I don't remember why, but. Over half of the people said they had no opinion on the matter. So I think, again, it's just sticking around. It didn't have any huge implications this year. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have – I think I'm pretty sure I voted no opinion on it. Yeah. Um, I may have actually said loved it just because, I mean, the Sunday morning things – like this is where it's nice for Sunday mornings. If someone drops them and you want to be able to take a right. and play them, that's where it's nice. And but. I think the last two paired together with the waiver changes to 6 p.m., yeah, paired with this Agreed. kind of make it easier. Yep, I agree. And and I think the only thing I would say is I think Jack, you and I talked about this. I think this can this also has an impact on what Adam has explained to you, had made um, brought his feelings about how he does not like, and this might be something we bring onto the docket for next year. He does not like how owner managers have the ability to drop players the week, the last week of the season to get pick up keepers. Potentials. Yeah, he's fine and with that. He doesn't want it. What he said to me, and I, he doesn't want I, it right I have it the game. Him. Yes, he doesn't right. want it so that the, that the players that you drop affect. right, and that's where this. I mean, that's where yeah. this rule comes into here. Right. So I think there you got to kind of go one way or the other. You can't mm-hmm. really make you know unless we we can decide. You know, we could do a vote where week sixteen the twenty four hour rule applies because you can we can trigger that on and off easily. Oh, yeah. So that is something we could do and add yeah. to the docket as well. So. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I think so, next pod we'll start getting into more potential rule changes. Yep. This is kind of looking back. Yep. Um, speaking of that, suggested rules for the next season. We had a little write-in section at the end. Um, for half, we talked so about this Adam kind of already. Adam wrote one in. Yeah, we kind of just yeah for half PPR purposes. It bothers me that a this is Adam that a wide receiver can have a negative one card catch, but for fantasy points get. Plus 0. 0.4 points. So well, I wonder if I wonder if doing the rushing only first downs would maybe help him a little bit with this rule here. So you can change it where sleeper doesn't give a reception. Like you can have if tiered reception bonuses. Oh, so if you have a negative one yard catch, you don't get. It doesn't count point. as a reception, or it count technically counts as a reception. You don't get the points for you it. You don't yeah. get a half point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's I I like I kind of agree with that as well. Um, yeah, it's I, like a negative thing for the team, but it's positive for your fantasy team almost, right. I guess. So it's like the on field doesn't match this game about a game that we play. Um, so then Seth wrote in, um, trading for a player should involve at minimum 
a 15th rounder or a dollar fab. Which I think that got resolved. That was, that was, yeah. Uh, Kalen Balazs. That's what it was, yeah. Yep. Which we'll talk about later. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, and Seth is right the Bellagio here. There, rule. It, there needs to be something going both <laughs> I, I'm ways. I'm deeming that the Bellagio rule. <laughs> the Bellagio rule. The Bellagio rule. But yeah, like Seth is saying, there needs to be something. You can't have an empty trade. Um, and then what I wrote in was adding a third keeper and cheapen the cost to keep a first rounder. Also fixed waiver churning in the last week of yep. the playoffs. We just kind of talked about that. Yep. But the third keeper, um, since we're getting rid of the franchise tag, I like having that. I like that they're three players. Like right. it adds a little bit more um, yep. like gamesmanship before the draft. Sure. And to cheapen the cost of a first rounder, that's also in response to getting rid of the keeper or the franchise tags. Yep. So um, because we want to, we want to incentivize um, like keeping your best players, aka not taking and trading that. them away. Yeah, nobody does that with how expensive a first right. rounder is. Right. Exactly. Yep. Which it, I mean, the franchise tag worked great in that regard. It definitely had its other negatives. Um, it worked great in making sure that the best players stay on their team. Right. right. Like, um, so it, it worked that way. It had definitely has some other negatives. Um, so we're getting rid of it this year, but I think to cheapen the cost of a first rounder would be a good response to that. I agree. So I don't know, maybe like a first and an eighth or something like that. Uh, yeah. okay. And then anything else to add? This is our last section. Um, I'm going to quote James here. He wrote in nah, and that's it. Okay. And then anything else to add? Seth wrote in loved the Chicago handgun. Hate that he has to do one. We will You're be excited welcome, to see Seth. that. I think I have to do one too, so that sucks. Um, Greg wrote in. Uh, I don't want to read this one. Ridley, you could read that one. The boys are frauds. Get get rid of them. <laughs> That's wrong. I like. He's it, a liar. Greg. I like it. He's a liar. Uh, okay. Um, this one came in from an anonymous writer. Whoever put this league together is super smart. I think the person who wrote that is super smart. For me. <laughs> And then I wrote in, love the pod. Great job managing the season and setting up a fun and interesting league. Uh, oh, a little pat well. on our backs. <laughs> Toot their own horn. <laughs> All right. The last, the next section, Lee, you want to start? Oh, there was one more write-in, Lee. You want to read it in? Yep. So we had uh, somebody bring up a comment about uh, a new owner. Um, and the comment was from Sam. He said, I do think we need to think about how to smooth, uh, how to have a smooth takeover of Team Knowles team, where the person is immediately or at least somewhat competitive, could try to generate uh, ideas from the group on how to best do that. And Sam, don't worry, we will be covering that later on this pod. And literally, have, right now, we have been thinking about it. Yeah. And so don't you worry, Sam. Yep. And everyone will be involved. It'll be a collaborative effort. Yep. And this next, so we're going to go over the new ownership procedure here and we'll send it out in an email or in the chat or something so that you guys have it. But, uh, we wanted to go over why we removed TD ED. It was honestly, it was kind of mutual. He, he left pretty much. So removing him at the end of the season was just kind of the natural progression of that. But first off, the first thing that happened was the Thanksgiving massacre where he kicked, you know, half his entire bench, um, in you know, at the time we said we didn't want to, we didn't want to run his team or like make him pick those players back up. We don't want to like br essentially rule from the commissioner's yep, chair yep. or manage a team from the commissioner's chair. We I think wanted to do it in a, in, a, in a fair way and make sure that he was able to talk his way out. And, mm -hmm. You know, kind of just give his side of the story as well, which maybe his side of the story wasn't necessarily the greatest. 
you know, argument that he mm -hmm. had. He said Juju was poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, so that happened. Um, I mean, in general, I think Lee, you'd speak to this more. He was just difficult to deal with. He was always late on the voting stuff. Yeah. And he was if, always late uh, to reply. I don't know if I've mentioned it on a pod before, but for those of you that aren't aware, um, after the Thanksgiving massacre um, happened, I gave him a shot him a text and I said, you realize that you like, you're still in this, you're not out of it. Like, what are you doing? And he responded with that juju is poo poo. And he said like, thanks Lee. And then I found out from Ryan that he blocked my phone number. So that was a real mature way of handling that. So yeah, I mean, I, I think he also uh, had made a comment to another league mate about being done with the league after this year anyways. So I think it was just the writing was on the wall there, you know, um, negligence, you know, and just, I think the overall lesson here is, you know, if you don't put in the effort that you should be putting in, like it's going to be apparent and, you know, it's going to be known and we're yeah. going to say something about it. And we don't want that. And that's not what this league is all about. Right. So, we do not want to kick anyone. We never want to do that. Right. We want everyone to enjoy it. We know right. that this is a fun league. This is supposed to be, you know, competitive, but fun. Yeah. And a bunch of, you know, friends playing together, best friends for some. Ooh. Max, Seth. <laughs> so, okay. So where do we go from here? Um, we want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to nominate someone um, who they think would be a good fit. We have a list of attributes that we think the new manager should have. And like I said, I'll send, we'll send this out in some sort of text format. Um, and the main three are, this person is committed and reliable. Um, they're, they will attend the draft uh, and they're just competitive, interactive, respectful, and fun. So overall, just a good person, you know. Um, some okay. other things that maybe are like like-to-haves, um, li they live in Chicago or in the Chicago area, knows some of the people, has some experience with fantasy football. And ideally, and this is what our goal is as commissioners, is that this league becomes everyone's favorite league, fantasy Because I know, say, like your big money yeah. league, or, you know, when yeah. you're talking to work, say, yeah. oh, in my league, in my main you know, league, you're yeah. talking about this league. Yeah. So the best way to sum it up is, uh, will this person be a good addition to the league? Is this someone you'd be willing to bring on as a co-manager? And, and, you know, as... As we've said, you know, the three that we Jack had pointed out, we would like everyone to have the new manager, the new manager to have. But we don't expect that there's someone here that has every single one of those qualities. I mean, right. that's it's honestly very, very difficult. You know, we already have 12 perfect managers and co-managers. And, you know, they say lightning can't strike 13 times. So unless. <laughs> I mean, maybe it can. But, um, so so ultimately, if you have someone in mind. You know, whether they meet all all or most of those or even doesn't have anybody that you just think might have a good might be a good addition to the league, you know, feel free to nominate. You don't have to nominate anyone, but um, we will have a nomination process. So um, how we're going to do that is if you'd like to nominate somebody, you have somebody in mind that, you know, um, you know, would fit a lot of those um, qualities, attributes. I think the first thing to do is text one or both of Jack and I. Um, if you want to send it to the league chat, you can, um, if you think other people might know that, that person in the league, you know, to get, you know, say right. like a, like a, I second that, yeah. you know, 
Um, and, and ideally we'd like if, if, if you don't mind just sending us why you think that person would be a good fit, you know, I don't want to make this like a whole application essay right. kind of thing, but like, don't just say, Oh, I want to nominate Joe Schmo and yeah. leave it at that, you know? Right. Um, so once we have some, a, a, a couple few candidates, we'll probably just open it up to discussion and, and we'll do a vote at the end. Yep. Um, I have one or two. Um, possible candidates already in my mind. I know somebody else has brought up um, somebody to me. So, you know, just keep it open and, and keep discussing with us and, and that'll be it. Um, and following that, Lee, we we also, you know, this year we started, we had our first co-owner with Tyler joining Billy's squad. I think it was a great addition. Yeah. Um, no, especially because, I mean, Billy had said, coming into the season that he was super busy and he right. wasn't going to really have that much time, but he wanted to still be a part of it. Yep. So I think it worked really well that he was able to bring in Tyler. Yep. And then um, Emily talking aside, yeah. which actually was good. <laughs> no, we like that. Yeah. And then Emily is joining Max's team. Your friend. Your yes. Max's Emily O'Neill, Greg, I believe knows her. Jack, you've met, met her, her before. Yeah. Zach knows her. So there's, we know her. It'll be the first female, so you know we'll have to keep an eye on our conversations that we have in the chat. But no she's, locker room talk. No, she's no, she's she's a she's a, a a good a good person. Yeah. She, I mean, she will be willing to shit talk as well. Good. You know, she'll she'll. I've talked to her already. I talked to her a couple of weeks ago about it. Um. So nice. I, I think it, I think she will be a good addition to Max as well. I know, good. obviously, um, Max has had a lot of commitment issues in the past as well, kind of similar to Billy's side. So I think this will be helpful for Max as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I mean, she's coming on to the reigning champions team. So don't bring that up. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. It's okay. It still hurts. Every time I open the damn app, I see. But Jack, I mean, star. I think, I think. So we're glad to have Emily coming along. I, like I said, Ty was a good addition. I think we all agree on that. And uh, co-owners, I think, you know, any anyone can have them if, we, if you want it. Um, we don't mind having the league be smaller people, smaller amount of people. So we don't want like everyone to have co-owner yeah. and co like many co-owners, but, but if you feel the need, yeah. like, please bring it up to us yeah. and, and we're willing to, to discuss with you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a good way to get someone like introduced to this league. So if there's a new opening later on, you know, somebody else yeah. leaves, yeah. There, there's a way that. If a if say, can if just say take Billy over wanted to take over his team back open, yeah. Tyler can take his own team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Agreed. So, um, so yeah, so a lot coming in. That, that'll be our big thing this year is getting that new manager. Um, I'm excited because I think new people can add more fun to this league. Um, I'm excited that Emily is joining, and I think uh, we got a pretty good squad here. All right, Lee. Cue the music. With that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the first annual League of the Hidden Temple Awards. Woo! Round of applause. First of all, thanks for that read-in, Lee. First of all, I want to say to everyone uh, listening and in the league, you are all winners. Um, this is the this is like Snowflake Awards. You all this is the Snowflake Award. Everyone wins it. So that's our first award. Done with that one. Participation Check. trophy. <laughs> yeah. So um, the awards we're gonna call them the Pendants of Life, which is from the show League of the Hidden Temple. That's like our driving motif. Yes. Um, 
So the pendants of life. So the winners of these awards will get a pendant of life in the mail. And by that, I mean you get nothing because we don't want to buy them. <laughs> maybe we'll, up, maybe we'll have like a them. we'll have a discretionary fund next year sure. where we can buy sure. stuff <laughs> and start doing things. Sure. <laughs> but I not like this it. year. Yes. Okay, so our 2020 superlatives. Let's start at the top. Thank you, everyone, who participated in the vote. Um, I We were going to just kind of pick, but I think opening it up to vote was yep. definitely more fun. And I am not – Jack is the only yeah. one that holds the envelope The envelopes here. are sealed. They are sealed, so I am not aware of any of the winners here. Okay. Um, so just as just, – just so you know. Our first award is the Best Keepers and Franchise Tag Player. So this was looking back who had the three best players that they kept in tag that helped their – you know, help their team the most throughout the season. Not like I said, not preseason. Right, Greg. we have the benefit of hindsight. I received you know. a text from Greg. Well, technically, I had the best keepers, but he, sorry, Greg. Uh, did he? I mean, well, I, preseason, yeah, he probably did. He had Josh Jacobs, George Kittle, and yeah, CMC. Probably Kittle and CMC missed right. so many games, and Jacobs right. had, was bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's like with the benefit of hindsight is all this. So our nominees were. Um, sorry, I'm going to the... We have the Tiny Top Bonyans, franchise tag, Devontae Adams, wide receiver one, I believe. Derrick Henry as a second-round pick. He was probably top four running back. Yeah. And Kenny Galladay with the sixth-round pick. I think that one's going to be the one that might bite him in the butt yep. for the voters. Yes, yes. Next, we had, go ahead. Next, we have the Temple Guards with Alvin Kamara, franchise tag, Mr. 70 Points. Or however many points he had, we had Mister Unlimited, Future Bear, Russell Wilson, Future Bear, seventh round pick, Future Bear, and we had his teammate DK Metcalf with a ninth round pick. Mm-hmm. Very solid, uh, very All solid healthy trio there. throughout the healthy year. Throughout I think Kamara missed one game, maybe. And then we had the Crotchety Rim Shot. Hey, congrats. Oh, thank you. Congrats on the nom. The nominee <laughs> with the franchise tag of Tyreek Hill, who did not end up on their team to end the year, but did very well, was probably a top three wide receiver on the year. Dalvin Cook with their first round pick, but I want to say was probably the running back one. I, I, I think so. I think one so. Or two. And Chris Godwin with their ninth round pick. Got hurt a couple times, wasn't really – that consistent, but Jack, I will just tell you, my uh, vote went to the Temple Guards and Seth. He had the health of three. That's going to be my pick that wins. That was my vote as well. Lee. I don't know and if we want to uh, to mention our honorable mention. Oh, we'll first. do that after. I'll okay. do that after. All right, and the results are an overwhelming majority, 83% of all voters voted for the Temple Guards. Congratulations, right. Seth. Your pendant is in the mail. Not really. Um, the other voters, 16% voted for the Tiny Top Banyans. And Lee, you didn't oh, get one vote out of the many, point. many voters. Wow. So Max, I guess, I guess, so Max got a, a couple of votes for, for Adams and Henry Fair, but mm-hmm. maybe it was because Tyreek, it wasn't end up on the I was, team. I was wondering how the voters because if go you, on this I, if I mean, if you look, compare Tyreek, if you throw out Galladay and Godwin, because Galladay didn't play the entire year, and I don't want to go down that far with this, but Dalvin and Tyreek over Henry and Adams all day. I mean, yeah, sure, 
Adams was the number one wide receiver, but Tyreek had to have been two or three, and Dalvin was the number one running back. But here's the problem, Lee. You didn't have Tyreek Hill. Right, that's probably why I didn't get any of those. Yeah. Or maybe Max voted for himself. Yeah. (laughs) Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Ryan for keeping the San Francisco 49ers. Nice job. You don't have anything coming to you in the mail, but congratulations for the honorable mention, Ryan. (laughs) The San Fierro 49ers. Oh, San Francisco 49ers in the 10th round. Congrats, Ryan. Good job. All right. The Miller Genuine Draft. Best Draft Award, brought to you in part by Seth Schiffbauer and Max Wagner. Yeah, we have dubbed that the Wagner Schiffbauer Award. <laughs> the Wagbauer. All right, Lee, who are our nominees? Our nominees are, our nominees are Sam the Rough Riders, Jack with the Old Style Boys, and Ryan with the COVID Super Spreaders. Yep, so let me read down their drafts. I'm just going to do like the first couple of rounds. So Sam... Really, he said he had what 25, 30 yeah, picks or something, picks, though. So it's yeah. kind of hard not to do this, but he had it set himself up pretty strongly with Mike Evans, Robert Woods in the second. He kept Aaron Jones. Um, Mike, he got Kyler Murray in the fourth, uh, Hayden Hurst. Um, so he had a pretty strong draft. Tom Brady, he had a strong draft. Um, and then if we hop over to my He draft, also had, he didn't end up on his team, but he had Robbie Anderson in the 14th round, who was oh, wow. a, top oh. two, a, a top 24 wide yeah. receiver, probably like top 20. And he had the Bucks so, defense. They were strong throughout the yeah. year for him. So he, had a, he set himself up strongly at the draft. Yeah, I don't know how long Robbie The Anderson boys had. had a great draft, I think. Um, they had, I think, you know, it, I think I hit. On, I think I hit on my first five picks. I pretty much hit on a lot of my picks. So AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Lockett, J.K. Dobbins took a while to get in there. Yeah. Um, Will Fuller obviously got suspended at the end. This now my yeah, my first he miss. Suspended though. I mean. Yeah. My first miss was Tariq Cohen yeah, after he bad. tore his ACL, and I think I cut him before the preseason. Anyways, um, then I had Antonio Gibson, Deontay Johnson. So. Damian Harris also had a strong season. So pretty good draft there, I would say. Um, yeah. Excuse me for sucking my own cock there, but, you know, somebody's <laughs> got to do it. And Ryan? Ryan had started off with Adam Thielen, who was very hot at the beginning of the year. Yeah, Todd Gurley ended up flipping him. Terry McLaurin also ended up flipping him. Uh, Ronald Jones was a good pick. It uh, took him a while, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then also he had Chase Edmonds, who – you know, ended up not on his team, but he had a pretty strong draft too. He had Dallas Goddard in the 14th round. Yeah. Didn't end up on his team again. Zach picked him up, but that's a solid tight end right there. Devontae Parker was his keeper, so yeah. All right. So the award for Miller Genuine Draft, best draft award, brought to you in part by Seth Surf Bauer and Max Wagner. Goes to a tie between Whoa. the Rough Riders and the Old Style Boys, each splitting the vote 50-50. Poor Ryan didn't get a vote there. But so, Jack and Sam, you each get a half, half pendant, pendant of a life. That's mail. how it worked anyway. So, <laughs> I will say I voted for you, Jack. I think your first seven, eight rounds sealed it. Yeah. Um, I don't think – no offense to Ryan. I don't think he did enough. And also and, ran. And Sam had way too many picks anyway. <laughs> so hard not to do well. Yes. Okay, so our next award, Lee. No honorable mention there. Our next award, Jack, the waiver wire wizard. Woo. 
that goes to the player, the manager that was the best on the waiver wire mm-hmm. throughout the year, whether that was free agents or um, picking up, obviously, waivers. We have the nominees are the Old Style Boys, Jack Moore, My second nominee. Justin Herbert, Miles Gaskin, and Young Way Koo. And I will just make known that people forget Seth originally had Herbert and dropped him. Damn, Seth. <laughs> He stank. Had, I also had, I also had Jeff Wilson and JD McKissick. Sam also you? had Young Way Koo. What? Sam also had Young Way oh, yeah. at the beginning of the draft. Bit, we'll talk about that later. We will talk about that later. <laughs> Greg, the San Fierro 69ers with picking up James Robertson and some guy named Rogers. Who cares? And Ryan, the COVID super spreaders with Dirty Mike and the boys, a.k.a. Mike Davis and every other backup running yep. back. So with that, the winner is another resounding winner here. The San Fierro 69ers take it. They had 83% of the votes. 16% went to the old style boys. And I think the right winner got it. Yeah, and, and I will just say I did not even vote for Greg because of that man that named Rogers is there, but I think James if it was just James Robinson there, I think he right. James it. Robinson practically saved his team because yeah. like we Josh talked about Jacob earlier. Sucked. And CMC was and out. CMC got so. hurt. Yeah. So I mean I think I think that makes sense. Yep. Honorable mention, Jack. Sam Daly of the Rough Riders for the number seventeen thousandth QB on the season, Kendall Hinton. <laughs> He actually started him. <laughs> he actually started him. Good for Sam. What is the next award, Jack? The next award is our Diamond Hands Wheeling Dealer of the Year. Lee, you want to read the noms? We have nominated Sam the Rough Riders. We had in draft, he sent an eighth and an eleventh pick for an eighth and a ninth, which he went on to receive Daryl Henderson and Mike Gusecki. Then he did the famous, the, the trade heard around the world, the uh, seventh round uh, Noah Fant. It ended up being a seventh round pick for Noah Fant and a sixth round pick in yep. a three-team three trade. It was Raheem Mostert, this and that, but it was he gave up a seventh and got Noah Fant and a sixth round pick. Somehow. He Somehow. just got a player and a better draft. And then he it. also received DJ Moore an 11th. For the sixth that he later received from wow. Noah Fant. So if you put it all together, he sent a seventh for Noah Fant, DJ Moore, and an eleventh round. That is that is That's a good nominee. Wheeling and do we even right have there. to read the others? <laughs> we do. Okay. Ryan, COVID super spreaders, early on in the season, sent Todd Gurley and an eighth for a second round pick to Team Noel. Another trade with Team Noel sent Jamal Williams for twenty dollars in fab. And then he spent all of that $20 on Devonta Freeman, who didn't even get a point or something <laughs> right after that. but And then Ryan also sent Terry McLaurin in an 11th for a 4th and an 8th, which was just a tank pick. But he made the trade. He made the trade. And then we had Adam, the Scorn S'mores, in draft. We already talked about with Sam. He sent an 8th and a 9th for an 8th and an 11th, with he, which he went on to select the Ravens defense, and Joe Burrow. So uh, that trade set up Adaming all year, but, um, I mean, the Ravens D was a solid defense, and Joe Burrow was, until he got hurt, was awesome, and until he cut him, yeah, was awesome. Well, that was because Adam got the Sean Watson. Watson. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Billy and Ty. 
He then also sent Austin Eckler for a fourth, sent that fourth and an eighth for Terry McLaurin and an 11. So he sent Eckler and an eighth for McLaurin and an 11. McLaurin and an 11. Mm-hmm. He had running backs. He needed wide receivers. Yep. Yeah. So I and we discussed this. I think Adam, looking back, Adam came out on top of that in draft trade. I know we kind of bagged on him early on because he picked the defense, trading up for a defense, but. I think I think he got the better hand. I mean, Sam just got Daryl Henderson and Mike Gesicki out of it. And Gesicki was cut. We did get something that we'll discuss later out of it, though. So that was nice. Yes. Okay. So the winner is you guys know this, Sam Obviously. Daly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Deserved. Deserved. Well deserved. Sam, so, your pendant is in the mail. That's his second. That's his. Is that his second pendant of life? Not full pendant, though. <laughs> Not full, yes. He has one <laughs> and a half pendant. Okay, Lee, congrats to Sam. What are we some of We have a honorable few mentions? honorable mentions here, ladies and gentlemen. The first honorable mention, Zach trading Brandon Cooks. Oh, never mind. Uh, well, he tried to, at least. <laughs> the other honorable mention was Tyreek Hill being traded and scoring 50 points the week <laughs> after that. Thanks, Lee. That was me. <laughs> And we had the preseason trade that everyone was dying to talk the about. other trade heard around the world. The other trade heard around the world. Matt Gay for Young <laughs> Way Koo. <laughs> that was before the draft. Add that to draft. Sam's nomination. <laughs> and we have the Kalen Balazs trade for... And we, <laughs> and we had the last trade that we have to mention because this is just the greatest... This was awesome. Sorry, Jack. That's but okay. Austin Hooper. Seth sent Austin Hooper to Jack for Zach Moss. Austin Hooper, the very next day, I think, appendicitis. The only reason he made the trade is he needed a tight end, and he was out the game that he needed him for. And then I picked up Aiken or whatever, and he scored and he zero. zero. That so was that was great. Should have just stuck that with the great. Mark Andrews on bye. Uh, so the only that's the only trade that. Well, actually, technically the Young Way Koo and Matt Gay, but those are the only trades that had players going each way. Oh, yeah, good point. So, good point. Honorably mentioned there. Yes. And our second to last award, the one last one that people voted on. Yes. The best hashtag content award, aka the Ryan Award. Yes. Um, Lee, what are our, who are our nominees for this the one? First nominee is what we are calling. The best friends finally meet. Pretty self-explanatory there. Don't have to go much farther. Max and Seth. We then have the famous, the world-famous cameo of Mike Gusecki from The Rough Riders. Then we have... It's Temple Talk, but your host, Jack and Lee. But I talk your asses Zach, with the Temple Talk intro and last but not least i guarantee a w from seth on the podcast which he did not do which he did not do and he's going to do a chicago handshake as a result of it Mm -hmm. and the winner is the temple talk intro by zico the cat i that's what i voted for um, I, I I think it was tough because I think the Mike Kosicki cameo was the also Mike Kosicki cameo was just like uh, jaw awesome dropping, too. yeah. Like, so, Facepalm, like God damn it, hashtag content. <laughs> but Zach, your pendant of life is in the mail. 
Congrats, Zach. So uh, second was that Mike Kosicki cameo, and then in third was the Best Friends Meet Cute, which received 16% of the vote. Wow. Poor Seth didn't get any votes, but he still has to take that, sh that handgun. Chicago handgun. All right, Lee, the hidden award, our secret award, is the Worst Manager Award. We're going to go through this quickly. What is this known as, a.k.a. the Lifetime Ban Award? <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> There's only one nominee, and that is... Team Null. Team Null. Congrats. You're the winner right. is... Team Null. No. no, this award may only be given out once ever. <laughs> wow. There you have it, folks. The pendants of life have been doled out. Congrats to all the winners. Congrats to all the nominees. Congrats to all the honorable mentions. Again, everyone gets the Snowflake Award for participating in the league. It was a wonderful year. Thank you guys for uh, playing along. Been a lot of fun. Great award show, Jack. Thanks for tuning in, folks, to this podcast. Make sure you subscribe for yes. alerts because uh, we don't know when our next one will drop. Probably sometime in April and May. That that pod will discuss any candidates nominated for new managers. So if you have anyone, nominate them between now and over the month of March. Let's say uh, we are going to unveil an official rule book. Ooh, so we got to get working on that. We have it mostly done. Uh, and we are going for the, our fun of this pod, the next, next coming pod uh, we'll be looking at who has the best keeper options for this upcoming season I, I like think there's it. a lot of good like lot of good options for everyone the pot a little bit yep. um, there'll be some other things we talk about so adios muchachos ta-ta for now bet you guys missed that <laughs> <laughs> it's temple talk